0: It is time to rock and roll, 416-870-6400, star 640 on Lines are already open for you. You have questions about your job, your severance, your workplace. This is what this hour is for, Wednesday night as well. The weekend shows and employment hour and 30 happening, of course, on Global TV and CTV. That happens on weekends morning, so we are all over the topic. Uh, Feel free to call in now. It is a live call-in show, as you know, so we are ready to go. Uh, Deadlines for signing back severance offers, we'll get to that a little later on in the show. We'll talk about the severance pay calculator, but we always kick it off and warm you up with the uh, the week that was. What's going on, Pally?
1: <laughs> Busy start to the week. It's uh, mm. it's Monday, and I've been on the phone till about uh, 20 minutes ago, and just now uh, while Alex Pearson was talking, I was still sending a couple emails, uh, getting back to people, answering some questions about uh, employment law and workplace rights. That's terrific. That's great. And I'll continue doing that even after the show is uh, off the air. So I'm happy to, uh, to answer all questions. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the show. We talk about your employment law rights and you have rights. You may think, well, why, why do I need to know about rights? Because I probably don't have any. Oh, no, no. You have a lot of rights here in Canada, here in Ontario specifically. Uh, quite extensive employment law rights. So, if you're wondering what your rights are, can your boss do something? Is it right what happened in the workplace? Mm-hmm. Should you be doing something uh, in response to what your boss said or did? Now's the time. Now's the place. Let's talk about that. We are live here for the next 40 minutes or so. So let's uh, let's uh, get, keep it interesting. But week there was over the past few days, I've uh, spoken with a lot of people. Uh, Picked out a couple situations that I want to talk about, and if you're listening, you may find yourself in similar situations, so there's some important lessons to be learned. I spoke uh, actually earlier today with a gentleman who uh, was an IT professional, and he worked regular hours, uh, nine to five, Monday to Friday, pretty steady, pretty solid. Well, very recently, literally uh, within the last week or so, he was put on what his employer calls the on-call roster. Essentially, that means that he has to now answer calls after work hours, and just doing it a couple of days, there's a lot of those calls. He would be taking calls into the late hours of the night, and he was upset. He had been doing his job for a number of years, and he wanted to know, well, wait a second. Uh, He called me. He wanted to know, can can they make me do this? Do I have to do this? Uh, Do I have to be put on call? No, the answer is absolutely not the company doesn't have a right to change the terms of employment i understand they may want that i understand they have a good reason to do it but it does not give the company the right to decide from now on you're not just working nine to five from now on you're also going to take calls after hours if we need you to so what i told this person to do is you can absolutely say thanks but no thanks i am not doing this not going to happen He cannot be penalized for it, okay? He cannot be disciplined for it because he's not doing anything wrong. Now, ultimately, could his employer let him go? Yeah, potentially. Remember the general rule that he can be let go for any reason as long as full severance is paid. For him, that's probably around eight months or so, eight to nine months of pay that he would be owed. So, no, I told him to simply say no, and ultimately, if he could even force the issue and treat that as a constructive dismissal, but simply say no. So I wanted to remind everyone here uh again this could be a subtle change to the terms of employment he didn't his hours of work have not necessarily been changed his pay hasn't been changed his job hasn't changed he was just been given these extra added duties your employer doesn't have a right to make these big changes if they do you can say no if they happen anyway you can treat that as a constructive dismissal this is what I'm t- we're talking about john when i say you have a lot of rights
0: the number again four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Bring it on! We'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, uh, second round of the week that was. What else you got going on?
1: I spoke with a, a gentleman who was uh, in sales. Uh, unfortunately, recently he had uh, lost his driver's license uh, for a traffic offense. Lost his license for uh, for uh, a number of weeks at least, and. You know, it was an awkward situation for him because even though he didn't have to do a lot of driving for his job, every once in a while he did have to go out and visit a customer. So there was some driving, not a lot, you know, maybe once, maybe twice a week, uh, not a lot, but he did have to, to do that. Yep. So he was still trying to figure out how he's going to manage. He had, he had no problem getting to and from work, he'd get a, a ride with a, a family member or a colleague. But for the actual driving during working hours, he didn't know if he was going to try to reschedule these meetings for when he gets, got his license right. or he's going to grab an Uber or a taxi. He was still figuring that out. Well, once his employer found out that his license was uh, suspended, he got a registered uh, letter to, to his home saying, well, it was just a term of your employment that you have a, a driver's license. Without that, you can't do the job. And because of that, we have cause to let you go. It was a term of your employment, his employer says. So he obviously called me, and he wanted to know, can they do that? Well, John, I looked at his employment agreement. Nowhere does it say it's a term of employment that you have a driver's license. Absolutely not. His employer came up with that. They they either made it up or assumed that. Now, Mm -hmm. it's one thing if he can't do his job anymore, then they may have cause to let him go. But this is they haven't even given him a, uh, an opportunity. He said he could do his job with the help of Uber and taxis and potentially some uh, some help, so, uh, help for uh, family members. He could do his job. So his employer jumped the gun. It's one thing if they waited and then decided. No, they jumped the gun. So because of that, this is a termination without cause. Even though yeah. he's the one that lost his driver's license, he's owed full severance. He's a long-service employee. He's going to be owed uh, north of a year's pay here. I wanted to remind everyone, and specifically anyone listening, that that, that maybe in a sales role, remember, you can't be imposed terms of employment. And anyone, your employer can't decide what the terms of employment are unilaterally. Either it's terms that you've established through the years, or it's in your employment agreement. And if your employer says you can't do your job, so we're letting you go, they have to prove that you can't do your job. They can't be preemptive. They can't right. decide. We've decided you can't do your job, even though we have no proof of that, even though we have no reason to conclude that. That's a wrongful dismissal, John. He's out severance, and I'm going to help him get it.
0: You need to reach out as well when we're not on the air, one 855 821 Help at employmenthour.com. But for the uh, remaining time in this show and every show we're on the air, of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And in that regard, we'll get to uh, to Joe. Hey, Joe, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Good. Not too bad. How are you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
2: Um, I'm an account manager or a sales rep for a company. And uh, recently they changed the kind of items we can expense for our home office, things that they used to pay for.
3: Right.
2: In particular, they were pay- paying a, a percentage of our Internet or a fixed amount of our Internet every month. And uh, now they said they'll no longer do that. They did this... Uh, more than a year ago, and I wrote a letter at the time saying, well, you can't change that because that's part of my compensation package, and I don't accept that you would change that, and, and all of a sudden not not pay me anymore. So they continued to pay me, and when I went to put in my last expense, they were refused it again.
1: So how, how much of an expense is this? How uh, much are you going to have to pay out of your own pocket if they stop paying you?
2: It's about $75 a month.
1: $75 a month. So obviously it's going to make you unhappy. It's going to make, would make me and anyone unhappy. The, the thing is this, from a legal standpoint, because we're talking about you know relatively a, a small dollar amount, we're not talking about you know 10% of your salary that you're going to be losing. Uh, it, it's something that probably doesn't rise to the level of constructive dismissal. It, it doesn't. So this is not a, one of those situations. What you could do, and again, it's not practical, is yeah, if they stop paying you, you, you could take legal action against them for, for your losses. Essentially, it's a breach of contract. But again, probably not something you're going to want to do while working for the company and probably not something that just from a financial standpoint makes sense. The problem with these small changes is that the, the law gives you options, but they may not be good good and practical options because, again, there's not that much at stake. If they were cutting, you know, $7,500 a year. Well, wait a second. That's now significant. That's something we have to do something about. But when we're talking about that kind of an amount, yeah, you could take legal action for breach of contract, but that doesn't make sense. So I think what you want to do is try exactly what you did last time a year ago. Tell them, no, that's not acceptable. That's our deal. And and see if they back off. If they don't, I, I probably wouldn't recommend taking legal action. legal action.
2: Yeah, they, they're they doing a number of changes like that, and they're, uh, you know, putting uh, everybody under stress. Uh, but mostly it's changes to stuff that they would allow for expenses with home office before things like printer cartridges that, that I need right. to print documents for customers. Um, they've introduced a program, and they're putting people on what's called the wall of shame if they don't uh, uh, go on to this uh, program that they have on a regular basis. Um, So there's a number of things that is really... Uh, stressing people out and, and creating a work environment that that has a lot of negativity to it. So, well, you know, you
1: know Joe, then that's an interesting point, and and that's probably a bigger discussion that we need to have. To the extent that there's a number of changes and the work environment has changed, so now it's a a, a less uh, accommodating place, a, a less uh, a positive place to work in. That actually could rise to the level of constructive dismissal when we th- take everything into consideration, and that may give you certain options, like to say, well, you know, to heck with this. I'm going to leave and get my severance. So what I want you to do, given the fact that we need to talk about those details, is I want you to reach out to me off air, let's you and I connect. I want to ask some more questions, find out exactly what the changes are, how they're going to impact you, and how the work environment has changed. And on that basis, we may be able to, to treat this as a constructive dismissal.
0: Joe, appreciate the call. Again, reach out, as Lior says, one 855 2 would be the number, or simply help at employmenthour.com. For you, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale while the show is on. Uh, David, let's get you in here before we break. Uh, how are you tonight?
4: Good, good. How are you today?
0: We're We're doing okay. What's up with you?
4: Um, I'm just wondering, I have a question. Um, I was just hired about six months ago to a company as a manager, and that time uh, my salary was negotiated for a 40-hour work week. However, now, because it became very busy, uh, they want me to work uh, 10, 12-hour days, 6, 7 days a week. Wow. I'm just wondering, is it acceptable, or is it uh, can lead to constructive dismissal, or how should I work it out with employers? employer?
1: Well, that, that's a great question. So if the arrangement was that you work 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, and now you're working 6, 7 days a week, you know, 10 hours a day or more, that is a huge difference. That's a huge deal. Absolutely. That That could be... Uh, You know, a 30% change in terms of the hours and obviously your pay hasn't changed. So that is not even a question to be, it could be a constructive dismissal. Now you've been there for six months, Uh, you're a manager, David. How old are you? I am 43. Well, someone in your situation could easily get about four months of severance, again depending on the number of things including what's in your employment agreement. So you ultimately have to decide what's better. Is it better for you to continue working in this situation? And the problem is this the problem is if you continue working, that becomes the new reality. Precedence, yep. Exactly. It sets that precedent, and, and it may be impossible to go back, and it also may give them a right to make changes again. Yeah, so, absolutely. In that situation. Regards to, the, regards to the severance, can I ask you one more thing?
4: Uh, I was lured away from a, a good job. Uh, I was at the other place for four years. Right. And uh, would that uh, be counted into the uh, severance pay, or is it something what. Uh, it's just, you know, done the It's I can't worry about it.
0: You know what, Dave? We're going to put you on hold for a sec. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break, answer that question when we uh, when we come back from the aforementioned break um, as well 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell off to a rip-roaring start the monday night edition of the employment hour on global news radio still plenty of time for you to call in the night is early 416-870-6400 star 640 on your cell uh bring it on answer all your questions here and uh, you'll walk away or hang out with more knowledge in your head that is the uh, the whole point of it mike uh, how are you pal Good. What's, uh, what's going on with you tonight?
3: Uh, I just have one question. Um, I've worked uh, for a company for approximately uh, 31 years. Um, however, there was a time, uh, like I had worked there, I guess, for about five years, and then I quit to go work somewhere else. Uh, that job didn't work out. So what happened was uh, the company that I was working for for five years, they rehired me. I think I was gone for about 10 months. Um, So now I've stayed at that company um, for 31 years. So I've been there for 31 years with a bit of a break, about a 10 month break in there. I was just wondering when it comes to uh, when they come, say if they want to get rid of me or lay me off, uh, are they looking at 31 years that I've been there or are they looking there for the most recent hire date to present?
1: So essentially you you would either be a 31 year employee or maybe a 26 year employee or so. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So the, the the good news is that either way it probably doesn't make that much mm-hmm. of a difference because whether oh. you're a 31 year employee or or 26 year employee, you're going to be getting, you know, right around that 24 month mark in terms of severance. So, right. you know, maybe it makes a difference between 23 and 24, but not a huge difference. But in right. terms of your specific question, Whenever we're talking about a long length of service, like 31 years, if there's such a short gap and 10 months and over a period of of 31 years is nothing, that gap usually gets disregarded. So yes, you would be considered a 31-year employee. The only way you would not be considered a 31-year employee is if when you came back after being gone for 10 months, you signed an employment agreement that specifically says we're not recognizing any past service. If you signed an agreement like that, then no, they wouldn't be recognizing it. If you did not, then yeah, it would be recognized. But the good news is, it would never even be a huge fight, simply because it probably not, is not going to make much of a of, of a difference. Uh, are you just curious in case they let you go, or is this a real thing where they're about to let you go?
3: Uh, well, they've laid off a whole bunch of people like over the last few years, right? So I'm one of the few last remaining people there. So I, I kind of figured that my day's coming uh, anytime. So. I just wanted to know um, just wanted to know in case they try to offer me something uh less than the thirty one years, then I would know better. So from what you're saying it doesn't seem to matter.
1: So. it won't make a big difference. Either way you'd be owed right around the twenty four month mark. You know, twenty four is the upper end of what people are owed. In, in right. only very, very rare circumstances do people get beyond 24 months, and you would be right there. So if, if you're let go and you're staring at a severance package that provides you for less than 24 months' compensation, you know there's a problem at that point. You know to reach out to me. And whether you're 31-year or 26-years is not really going to be the determining
3: factor here. Okay, well, thank you very much.
0: You're not Thanks, union, Mike. are you, Mike? I assume
3: not. Uh, no, it's it's non-union. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no employment contract signed. Perfect. So. Then you're a
1: Beauty. 31-year employee either way. 24 months easy is what you'd be getting. And, and now you know in case they ever let you go, uh, that's what you're owed. And, and never sign anything less than that.
0: Again, right there, that's a brilliant reason why you call this show. Mike, well done. Here's the number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Keep that in your pocket just in case it uh, comes down the pike and you do need to call the or the team. Help at employmenthour.com as well. Uh, for you, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star 640 on sale. Lots going on tonight. Lots of time for you to call in and ask your questions. You've always wanted to know this is the place to get them answered. Jay, thank you for hanging on. How are you?
5: I'm good. Thank you for asking me. How are you doing today?
0: We're uh, we're good. What's uh, What's on your mind?
5: Uh, I was a unionized employee, and uh, mm-hmm. I was let go for unfair reasons. Uh, they did not give me any reasons why they are letting me go. It's like a termination without the cause. Uh, so, I do I have any options of going to the lawyer, or do I just have to work with the union?
1: Excellent question, Jay. And, and it, the answer is actually simple, and that is you have to go through the union. You don't have the ability to deal with it on your own or with a lawyer. It, you, you simply It's impossible. It has to be the union. Remember that an employee that's unionized can, can only be let go for cause. You cannot be let go without cause unless, of course, the job uh, doesn't exist anymore. So yes, they they can't just let you go. You have to talk to your union. The union can file a grievance and hopefully either get you compensation or get your job back. But it has to be the union with no exceptions. Oh, thank you very much
5: because I kept on asking the union
1: president that uh, without cause,
5: why they are letting me go without cause. And also Mm -hmm. now it is a month and I just saw that they they put up an advertisement uh, on on replacing me. So like I was a project manager, and, and now they are hiring a project manager in my position. So it, it is very painful. Okay, yeah. So then I, I have to work with the union only, right?
1: You absolutely have to work with the union on it, and they'll file a grievance, and hopefully they'll do a good job and get it resolved. Again, either get you your job back with back pay, or if you prefer, they may be able to negotiate a monetary settlement for you, but it has to be the union. Unfortunately, what is happening is that I felt like that union is sitting in a lap
5: of the management Mm -hmm. and and, uh, not trying to listen to me, like because when they fired me at the time, the union president was sitting in the room and uh, he said, uh, you've been let go without cause. And I said, why? So...
1: Yeah. Well, it has to be. The, the unfortunate thing is even in situations where you don't feel that the union is doing a good job, it doesn't allow you to, to get out of the union. It still has to be the union. So push them, work with them, and hopefully it gets resolved. That's That's your only recourse here, Jay.
0: Jay, appreciate that. And that there, those two calls back to back illustrates perfectly a point that you've made so many times. You know, you got Mike on the one hand going, Yeah, I didn't sign anything. Okay, Mike, have a nice day. You're good for about 24 months (laughs) severance without even knowing it. And Jay here is just pulling his hair out because who knows? Maybe the unions, you know, coming up on on the bargaining time and they're not going to back him. You you just, you never know, right?
1: You know, you you never know. I mean, I'm not, this is not a a shot at unions by any stretch. It's simply if, if I have a workplace problem. I'd rather know that I can deal with it or I can hire my own lawyer yeah. to deal with it that I'm not right. in someone else's hands because it's too important, right? This is yep. his job. It's his livelihood. What if the union wants to help him but they're not good at it? He can't deal with it himself. So I, I always, uh, you know, in if you have a workplace problem, you know, most of the time I say you're better off not being unionized so that you can deal with it yourself and you're not beholden to anyone.
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk Both those numbers are available. The uh, second one, of course, is toll-free. If you haven't caught it as well, Employment Hour at 30 happens on Saturday and Sunday mornings on Global TV and CTV as well. Great shows. You want to see our ugly mugs on TV, there's a chance to do it uh, every weekend. In the meantime, waiting for more phone calls, deadlines for signing back severance offers. A lot of people are like, okay, what's this all about?
1: <laughs> well, John, one of the main reasons people don't get legal advice when they should, when they lose their job, is because that severance offer has a deadline, and that can have a a, quite a stressful effect on people. Oh my God, I have to sign this or else. So we want to talk about those deadlines. Do they matter? Do they not matter? What to do about them? And why ultimately, despite this deadline, you need to get legal advice if you Mm -hmm. lose your job. Otherwise, you'll find out when it's too late that you're stuck.
0: Okay. Well, out of the gate, we'll take it down to uh, to brass tacks. How's a typical severance offer structured?
1: Well, a tip, uh, severance software, most 98% of them are structured the same. A company is going to say, we're letting you go. It's going to have the effective data termination. Is it now? Is it uh, a few weeks from now? And then it's going to say what the company is offering the person. It's going to usually say, here's what we're going to pay you either way. Take this. that That's yours anyway. Uh, that's what we call your entitlements under the employment standards, Act, your minimum entitlements. And then there's going to be, okay, and beyond that, we will also pay you this additional amount this additional amount but to get this additional amount you have to accept and sign off on the severance letter by a deadline and that's where the deadline comes in in other words the company is going to th- you know wave this thing in front of you and say yeah we'll pay you this additional one week ten weeks whatever it is but you have to sign this this offer by the deadline now for a lot of people you're going to look at it and think oh gosh they're offering me this extra amount i better sign this by the deadline or i'm going to lose this extra amount what you don't understand is that that extra amount is something that they're actually legally required to pay you, mm. except what they offer most people is a lot less than what the company is required. So the company may say, we'll give you this extra 10 weeks pay if you sign off on the severance letter, when that extra 10 weeks should have been an extra eight months pay, uh. as an example. Uh. So that deadline there, because of that, as you've already figured out, is not important, because what's important is that you actually get what you're owed.
0: I guess that deadline can stress people out. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time the show saying they ignore it, but that man, that can cause people some. You know, the Friday at five, that 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 knocks people crazy, right? Well, think about it this
1: way: you you, you come into work, you're expecting a regular day. Uh, you get called into a meeting with uh, with your boss. Okay, fine, I'll go into a meeting. You come into the meeting, HR is there as well, and they they lay lay down. That's it. You're yeah. gone. Today's your last day. You're not expecting it. Immediately, you start thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to tell my husband? What am I going to tell my wife? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my mortgage? Am I going to find another job? Uh, You're terrified. And then they they put this offer in front of you, and they offer you compensation. But that compensation is only open if you sign this by Friday at 5, they say. Well, most people in that state, in that situation, will sign it because they're worried. They're scared. They want this extra amount of money. They don't want to risk losing it. And it's not a good time to make a decision. Yeah. Because you're stressed. You're you're not thinking clearly. Well, if you're listening to our show and you've been a regular listener of this show, you know by now that despite the stress, despite how you're feeling, you have to do the right thing and not sign that offer. Because that offer I can almost guarantee you is not just a bit inadequate. If it was a bit inadequate, forget it. It's gonna be inadequate to the tune usually of tens of thousands of dollars. So you have to do the right thing for yourself and your family, and not sign it, despite how stressful you may be.
0: The number to call in. You have any questions about this as we go through this list here? Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell 1-888-225-TALK, Talk toll free. Uh, deadlines for signing back severance offers. So should someone that has been let go be concerned about the deadline in that offer? Like I, I know we say you know you've got more time, but it, it's staring at them, right? Should they be concerned? Should it be causing them stress?
1: Well, you know, I, I always like to, to give my, my $100 example. So, Don, <sighs> if I owed you $100 and I said, I'll only pay you 40 but I'll only pay you this 40 if you accept by Friday at 5, well, you'd look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, wait a second, you're going to tell me you're going to pay me less than what you owe me and only if I accept it by Friday? Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> that's what severance deadlines are. company essentially says, we're going to pay you less – a lot less, except not $60 less, maybe $60,000 less than what we owe you, and for the privilege of allowing us to pay you less than what we owe you, you have to accept this by Friday. Well, think about it. If you think about it that way, it's ridiculous to actually accept it because they owe you more. So the first thing you do is determine that what I said is right. Determine that they owe you more. You call me. You go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much you're actually owed. And when you realize that you're owed, You you can ignore that deadline. Your legal rights don't expire Friday or Monday or Tuesday. You have two years to pursue those rights. I'm not suggesting anyone here wait two years. That would be silly. But you don't have to worry about that deadline. You're not going to lose money that's owed to you. You're going to get more because that's what the law says you should have. So don't worry about that deadline, John.
0: So how much time do employers typically give employees to sign back a severance offer, even though it's, you know, you can ignore it? (laughs) Usually
1: it's a week max, uh, John, and yeah. sometimes it could be as little as two days. So common is anywhere from two days to one week, and, and, and it's stressful. And people are going to think, oh, my God, I have to accept this or else. Or And I, and, and I don't want to go to court. No, no, you're not yeah. going to court. Let's be very clear. Just because you don't accept it, we can negotiate. It's quick. It's easy. And and ignore that deadline until you know what you're actually owed.
0: Get another call happening here. Uh, Jordan, thanks for uh, for calling in and hanging on the line. Fella, how are you tonight? I'm okay. Yourself? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, listen, I was listening on the radio there, and um, uh,
4: there was a comment made that, unfortunately, you have to always stick with your union. Right. And mm. if your union's a little derelict or unsuccessful at some of uh, the tasks you put in front of them, uh, you're stuck with it. I don't know if you're stuck with it. I think you can have the right or the ability to file a DFR. And uh, at that point, then uh failure to represent, you uh file with the labor code or um labor board
1: and um they will get then involved and have HR and the local union then look back at it. Yeah, no, that that's that's a waste of time. The real a D F R is what we call a duty of fair representation complaint. So if your union is not doing a good job, you do have the right to complain against the union uh, to the labor board. The problem with DFRs is that they're almost never successful. You have better luck going to find gold in your backyard. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen 99% of the time. So it is usually a waste of time. It could take forever, and it doesn't solve the problem for the employee. So, yeah, I, I, I know about it. I never recommend it except in egregious situations. It's just not something that works.
0: Jordan, appreciate the call and the enlightenment there. We'll move on to, uh, to Sam. Hey, Sam, good evening. How are you? Oh, uh, Sorry, this is Yeah, how are you? Yeah,
4: oh, yeah, all oh, good. Sorry about that. I wasn't sure. I was just, um, uh, well, I'm voting on behalf of my wife. My wife's been working at a location for about four years, and, um, and a couple weeks ago, they changed her job prescrip uh, description, and, um, which put a lot more extra work on her, and, um, she doesn't feel comfortable with it. Um, I, I don't know what legal grounds or what grounds she has. She she has been complaining lately with the um, location, but nothing's coming out of it. They say, oh, it's just a team, teamwork. Just keep it up and and so on, so. Now, Sam,
1: how long ago did they change the job? Oh, two weeks ago. Okay. Top, uh,
4: they, they, they actually started, I think, uh, a week ago but they said that it's going to happen two weeks ago they she did say something at that time she also went to manager and said something and they go oh, it's just a team work get it all together and
1: and but nothing now, are these significant changes Sam
4: um yeah cuz she's uh she has schooling for a certain a certain degree of things and then uh, they changed on her and um she feels there's more stress and more work on now uh, loaded on uh, onto this uh, job.
1: So, so the devil's in the details. And what I mean by that is, if in fact these are significant changes, where her job is now different, her responsibilities are different, uh, maybe something that she's not qualified or trained for. If that's if it's something like that, then that absolutely can be a constructive dismissal, Sorry, no, no, no. which means. No. She, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I I don't mean to interrupt you. No, it
4: hasn't. Uh, uh, uh its it, it still she took she can still
1: do the job it just had it's changed um her, her workload and so on, on so a it. lot a lot more work not more pain necessarily right that's
4: right no that's right and there's more there's a uh, um, her job was doing certain things now it's completely moved to a different job. She, so she what I want
1: to do, Sam, is I would actually want to speak to your wife to understand better, you know, right. obviously she could answer it better because she's doing the work, how the job has changed and, and, you know, how much more responsibilities does she have, how much longer or harder does she have to work? Because a significant change to the terms of employment, as we've said before, is a constructive dismissal. So that they don't have a right to do that. So one of the options she may have is obviously to continue to work with them to, to change it back. But if they won't, she may have the option to say, that's it, fine, I'm leaving. Uh, I've been there for a number of years. I can get my six-month severance, and, and, and that's it. That's a constructive dismissal. But before she does that, I want to speak to her. I want to actually understand the nature of her job both before and after these changes happen. Like I said, the devil's in the details. So before she does anything, before she walks in there and she says, I'm out of here, have her call me as soon as possible, Sam. Yeah, no problem. I, I'll I'll get the number off off air. Yes,
0: you got it. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate the call, and it is uh, right here as well one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, Sam one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at hour dot com. Appreciate your call. Moving on to uh, to Karen. Hey, Karen. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging in. How are you?
6: Good. How are you?
0: We are great. Uh, what's your concern?
6: I'm just wondering if um, there. I've been working for a company for 15 years. It's a small company. And um, in, I was shocked to see in January I got an R, ROE stating that they are going to change names hmm. to a different company name. And then uh, April the 8th, they were going to change names again. And um, there was a contract that we had to sign before April the 8th. To say that uh, we agree and we want to go with this other company, and um, uh, I just felt that that I didn't want to go with this other company because there was so much stress for the last three months that um, you had to do um, training and computer training and tests online and all this other stuff to before you had to sign this uh, contract. So I didn't know whether. Um,
1: so so what happened then? Did, you, you didn't sign it, so what happened? Are you still working? No, I, I oh. walked. So, okay, you walked or did they let you go? I walked. Okay, now, was the business actually sold uh, or is it just that they changed the name of the company?
6: Um, it was sold.
1: Okay, now, when did the sale happen? Was it a few months ago when you, you first had their ROE or is it more, more recently?
6: Have no no idea that I think the change of hand was April the eighth. Okay, like the, the the business, but but we were supposed to do all these other um, employment things that that we were ready to go for April the eighth.
1: So so here's my concern. My concern is that uh, you absolutely didn't have to sign, and if you don't sign, and as a result they let you go then that's a termination and you're owed full severance. My concern is that you, you were, I guess, preemptive. And that is, I'm not going to sign, therefore, I am going to leave. So that could be an issue. Now, I actually want to understand, the, uh, you know, and, and it's more than we can do on, on air here, is I want to understand the timing. If it's one of those things that the company was going to change hands on the Monday and you left on the Friday, for example, then that may be a situation where even though you left, you may be able to still get severance. But you know, if, if you and I had talked before then and you say you asked me, I don't want to sign, what do I do? I would simply mm-hmm. say, don't sign. If they decide to let you go, guess what? Uh, you, you get your full severance. So I'm concerned a bit about this. But again, as I said to the previous caller, the devil's in the details. So right. uh, I want you to give me a call off here. Let's talk specifics. I want to understand the timing. I want to understand exactly what happened. I want to see what communications you may have had with the company. And on that basis, we may still be able to pursue it. Uh, okay, Karen? okay sounds great
0: thanks Karen appreciate that to reach out and do so soon now one 821 5900 help at employment com. I think we'll get uh, we'll get Dave in here we got time for Dave hi Dave how are you good evening good you good couple minutes to go what's up
2: yeah so I had a question for Lior I overheard my manager and HR discussing my termination and that hasn't taken place yet um, but I'm wondering, is that something I should keep to myself for now? Is that something I should lay on the table for them? Just not sure if it's better to keep quiet or not.
1: Well, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a good idea to keep quiet because you're always going to be wondering, is today the day? Are they? Is there something no. that I can still do to change it? So I, I, I don't think that there's any downside for you to go and say, I, I overheard this. I understand this is happening. Can we talk about it? Is, is there anything that I need to know? And force that issue. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be stressing yourself out even more. So again, legally speaking, no, you don't have to do anything. You can continue working until they say otherwise. But I know if it was me, I'd want to deal with this. I'd want to know what my status is. I, I wouldn't want to delay it and then walk in every day stressing out. So I think you should talk about it with them. You're not hurting yourself. Remember, of course, the key, if and when they do let you go. Uh, Dave, you're owed severance. You need to go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much it is. You call me. Whatever you do, that was the theme of the show. Do not sign off on that severance letter before you get some advice.
0: Neil you one minute, then we're out of here. So uh, quickly, what's your question?
3: Uh, really quick. I have yep. uh, some kids who have worked at a summer camp on successive mm-hmm. seasons, and they get paid $100 a week. And I've always wondered, wow. is that legitimate? or can they do it? It's face-based, uh, may have been not-for-profit, and it's still going on.
1: No, that's not legitimate. First of all, it sounds like it's kind of under the table, and $100 a week would probably be a lot less than minimum wage, so no, that that's illegal. What you need to do, or, or these individuals need to do, file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. It's free, you can do it quickly, you can even do it online. And and they'll order them to get paid retroactively, properly, with vacation pay. So that's the easiest way to deal with this, Neil.
0: Good way to wrap it for tonight. Busy night. Appreciate all your phone calls. We will reconvene on Wednesday at this time, 7 o'clock, to do it all over again. The weekend shows and Employment Hour and 30 happens on Global TV and CTV as well on your uh, weekend mornings. To so reach out now that we're done for now, one 5900 Email is at employmenthour.com And always check it first. You know by now, if you've learned, it, severancepaycalculator.com as well. On Global News Radio.